Hello and welcome to Save Your Game. This is a podcast where I talk to people from in and out of the gaming universe about the games that have dominated and defined their lives. We'll be talking about when they played them, why they played them, and all the things they loved about them. Whether you're a noob or a pro, we'll be talking about a multitude of your favorite games, but in the end, there can be only one. At the end of the episode, I'm going to force my guests to make an agonizing decision. They must choose their one game to save for the Save Your Game podcast and be immortalized forever. I'm Frankie Ward and I'm someone who is lucky enough to talk about video games for a living. From hosting at major esports events, interviewing pro players or talking about the newest games to hit your gaming platform of choice. As a lifelong gamer, I'm excited to see if my guests had the same experience of growing up obsessed with gaming as I was and finding out what games they choose as the milestones of their own gaming lives. Now, before we get started, if you love gaming as much as we do, there's a whole load of game-related stuff you can dive into. So make sure you head to redbull.com to keep track of which games get inducted into the Red Bull Save Your Game podcast, latest news on all the episodes, and a whole lot more gaming content from us. My next guest on the show is an esports pro for one of the largest footballing brands and powerhouses on the planet, Manchester City. It's FIFA pro Ryan Pessoa. Welcome to Save Your Game. Thank you. I appreciate the introduction. I'm looking forward to it. I'm so excited to have you here, partly because one of my burning questions for you is a bit of a silly one, which is how do you refer to yourself as a pro player in an esports team? Are you like an e-footballer? Like, what do you call yourself? To be honest, it, I always just call myself just a, a FIFA player, a standard just FIFA player. But of course, there's many titles that come along with you. you might call it an esports professional, an esports athlete. I just play FIFA. That's pretty much it. I just I keep it kind of standard, basically. So there's no like particular title that you're offended by because there no, are some all. players yeah. in esports who are just like, you have to spell it this way yeah. and you don't call <laughs> yeah, me an yeah. e-athlete, don't call me yeah. this, but this is cool. Like you're happy yeah, yeah. with Any, anything. Anything, yeah. It doesn't, to me, it doesn't bother me at all. Good. I'm I'm glad to hear that. I'm not going to offend you, hopefully, in any way while we do this podcast. That's not what we do here. <laughs> we are going to be talking about you playing FIFA, and I know that you actually play football competitively too. So yeah. it sounds like football has been a huge part of your entire life. I played football genuinely since I can remember, just obviously with friends in school, to like competitively representing the borough and my university teams and like teams in the borough as well. I play other sports, like I used to swim a lot. I used to compete with athletics, but football was like the main game that I played. Is it weird that you're now competing in a digital world as opposed to on the actual field? 100%. Just because it's not a thing where I sort of intentionally aimed to become like an esports player or anything like that. It's sort of something that thankfully anyway, I like fell into it just because of how much I played football video games when I was younger anyway. So I was already really good. I have a feeling we're going to be talking about one of those games quite soon in the podcast. So I want to park the conversation about the first football games you played. But does being good at football in real life make you better actually playing in a video game? I would say no, but you do get certain understandings of like, for example, like build up playing FIFA or certain things like that. You can understand a little bit more if you like understand the concept of real life football. It sort of depends though, because there are people who are really good at FIFA. I'm really good at FIFA in like the esports scene. However, they don't play football at all. I'd say it is a tiny factor in it, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it made me a better player. I just had a little bit better understanding. But you play for Manchester City now, right? Yeah. You're an Arsenal fan. Is that Yeah. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, I get that a lot. Let's take it, for example, Harry Kane, right? There's so many videos and like pictures of him in like the Arsenal kit where he plays for Spurs, you know? So you've got to do what's best for yourself, of course. (laughs) 
<laughs> so in terms of doing what's best for yourself then you're here to discuss some of your favorite games and at the end of the podcast you're going to choose just one to be immortalized for save your game yeah before we do get into the list though i want to ask about your first gaming memory i got my first console when I was six years old. At the time, I didn't get like the up-to-date FIFA. I got a FIFA that was before then. And now you're playing FIFA professionally. Yeah, exactly. What was your mum's reaction when you told her, mum, I'm going to be playing <laughs> football professionally now? I was at university at the time and it was my first year at uni. So I had a lot of free time. I'll be honest, I had a lot of free time my first year. So I would go out a lot. I'd play, I'd come back and play FIFA and you had to play 40 games a weekend and accumulate as many wins as you can for the month. And whoever had like the highest wins in the world for the month would fly out for an event. And I somehow managed to do that without even aiming to do it. I didn't want to become like a, a FIFA esports player. It just happened. And I remember I was getting an email from FIFA and EA and they were just like, hey, you need to send us your, your contact details, your passport information, blah, 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 because you qualified for an event in Munich. And I remember telling my mom that, like, because she always kept hold of like my passport and all like my key information. I was like, I need like a picture of my passport because I qualified for an event. And she was like, there's just no way you're going. Like, no way. Just because obviously it was a bit weird at the time. I never heard of anything about FIFA esports, neither has anyone in my family or friends. So, and yeah, it turns out it was a real event. I went over to it and yeah, I won the event. Ryan, what's your first game to enter into Save Your Game? I'm going to start off with Sonic Riders. I played it when I was in my after-school club and it would be Winner Stays On. So I'd say that's where my, my competitive nature like built up because obviously I wanted to be playing all the time. I loved video games when I was younger, so... Sonic Riders was originally released on Xbox, GameCube and PS2 in 2006. And it's part of the Sonic brand. So, I mean, that's a huge part of Sega's business and they've got so many different Sonic games spanning multiple genres, thousands of fans, players worldwide. Sonic Riders, it's it's not really that well known. No, and, it's and you, not. <laughs> yeah. Are you kind of surprised that it wasn't a massive hit outside of your after school club? I'll be honest, yeah, just because like that game was so competitive the way we played it anyway. Like we used to play Pro Evolution and FIFA and stuff before that. And I think that's why they brought in another game, because all we did is play like football games. So they wanted like something different. Well, tell me exactly what Sonic Riders was, because for me, trying to do my research and watch videos on YouTube, it sort of <laughs> seems like a, a hoverboard racer game yeah. where you have to do tricks to gain air, aka fuel, to keep going. Because if you yeah. run out, then you sort of fall on the ground and then Sonic just has to run like he's in a different game. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, I forgot about that part, actually. <laughs> So, yeah, you start off, obviously, it's like a, a hoverboard, as you said. You pick your character, whether it's Sonic, Shadow Tails, whoever it is. There's, like, coins on, the on like, the track. And you've got, like, these, like, special moves, basically. So if you come next to somebody and you have enough energy, whatever it is, you could use a special move just to, like, freeze them or do whatever it is. So it's really hard. Like, I don't remember too much of it, but that's, like, the basis of it, though. And it was, it sounds like very, like, a simple concept, but it was just so competitive, though you played it. Can you remember what your life was like when you were playing? Because... You've obviously picked it for a reason. Yeah, I can envision like the after school club anyway where I played it. And yeah, my life around that time was, as I said, I used to love playing football. And if I did get knocked off of it, which was like very rare, I would just like go outside and play football. It sounds like you had a, quite a lovely childhood. Yeah. You your school, yeah, just Sonic Riders and your after school club. So yeah. you were able to spend time with your mates there. And then you're also playing football as well. Yeah. Do you ever play with your family as well? You mentioned earlier you have a sister. Weird enough, I've never played video games with any of my siblings. 
any of them because they're like they're much older than me so i say the, the one that's closest in terms of age so i'm 22 my youngest sister is 28 and then my other youngest brother is 30 that makes sense because if you're six and then you're like your sister yeah. is, is 14 or something yeah. that makes a lot of sense yeah <laughs> you probably have different interests exactly right? trying to see what people in the gaming industry thought of sonic riders at the time it didn't seem to get glowing reviews yeah crazy <laughs> for you though was it like the best game on the planet like what did you think of it at the time apart from beating your friends on it was it? one of the games i enjoyed the most it was because as i say like i when i grew up i played with my like school friends or like other people in the after school club we used to play together so that was like pretty much the only game where i played with other people in person so i say that was like a key thing just because it was a game that i could play with other people pretty much every day so like i loved it because of it and you've mentioned that this is the game that kind of sp started that competitive spark but are there any yeah. other reasons that you've chosen to to make it one of your nominees I'd say, as I mentioned, it's just mainly because of that. Like, that, as I say, just because it was like a game where I was able just to play it with friends and we played it every weekday, basically. Every time there was a like a school day after school, we'd play it. So that was the the game where I was able to play with other people. So, of course, it built up like the competitive nature, but also just the enjoyment of just playing with other people as well. With no online connectivity, this is a game you'd have to play locally with friends on older consoles. However, if you at home are looking to get a similar yet more modern fix of Sonic Riders, then Sonic Team Racing on Steam might be for you. Combining the fast pace of Sonic Riders with a more arcade style of racing, it could be a starting point for fans of the genre. Ryan, what tips would you give players approaching these type of fast paced arcade racing games for the first time? Just enjoy yourself. I always say that with every game that I play, like, of course, competing is a little bit different. You have to try and tunnel vision into always wanting to win and that enjoyment can be sapped from that. But I'd say the key is just to always enjoy yourself, like no matter what. If you enjoyed Ryan's first game, there's a whole load of game-related stuff you can dive into. Make sure you head to Red Bull Gaming to keep track of which games our guests are saving on the Save Your Game podcast, latest news on all the episodes and a whole lot more gaming content from us. Ryan. The second game you're going to enter is the one you play professionally. Let's talk FIFA. In its last edition, FIFA had over 10 million players across the world playing at any time, with 17,000 football players represented across multiple football clubs. Combining this with a thriving esports scene and large prize funds, we've seen this football simulator go from strength to strength since its original release in 1993. Wow. Ryan, when you first started playing FIFA, did you imagine it was going to grow into the massive competitive scene it is today? No, not at all. Well, I'd say, if I compare it to like when I first played it, like casually, like when I was a kid, obviously I never really thought of that, but like you sort of could see the the potential that FIFA had to reach like the top tier esport. Can you remember when you were first introduced to the game? Because the original was released before you were even born. Yeah, <laughs> this is a difficult one because I remember I got my, my PS2 and I used to, with my mum, we used to always go like on release day, we used to go to the Tesco at midnight so I could get the game. But like that's how addicted I was to playing FIFA when it just came out um, every year because it's like a yearly cycle. But I would say the first FIFA that I can remember is like FIFA 04. But I have a feeling I could have played a FIFA before that. Was it love at first play? Can you remember oh, yeah. how you felt when you first played it? Yeah, yeah, I loved it. I remember because there used to be like a career more like a player career. And I used to create like me on the game. And like give him the best stats and just literally just walk around people just run around and just score goals for fun and i remember there was like a mode where 
I used to play and I would set the time for the game at the maximum length. So it was like a real 90 minute game. And I would sit there on like the, literally the easiest difficulty. I think it was an like amateur or beginner or whatever. And I would sit there just scoring goals. It would end up like 300 nil. Just for the fun of it, I would just do that. Like, it sounds very weird now thinking of it, but I would honestly just do that a lot. The way that I play FIFA is I try and get as many red cards as possible. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm so bad at the game. So I'm just like, right, I'm just going to see if I can get sent off. <laughs> and then end the game early yeah. from just like forfeiting the match. That is what I did last time I played FIFA. So I'm a terrible competitor, it turns out. But I'm curious about the version that you have chosen specifically because yeah. we've got FIFAs going all the way back to 1993. So there's mm-hmm. quite a lot of different titles to choose from. And I know there are updates with each version. You've obviously got Ultimate uh, Team coming in in the yeah. last few years. So which version have you picked and why? I picked FIFA 04. Well, I could technically choose two. One is like the FIFA 04. That's the one I can remember playing the most just because I remember like the free kicks, how it worked. And like the power bar and stuff. And I remember when, like I tried to watch it back as well. The graphics were, were terrible back then. But like obviously at the time you don't really know any different. But there's another one I'd say is like FIFA 17, which is obviously kind of newish, just because that was the game where it was like my first esports game. Like the first game I played where I was like an esports professional. So I'd say either of those two are like the key ones for me. I'm going to make you choose one. If I oh, if I had to choose one, obviously I have more memories on FIFA 17 because I can remember it more, but I'd say FIFA 04 just because it was like the very first FIFA I can remember. So that like started everything. So who did you first start playing with? Was it an older sibling or a friend who introduced you to the game? No, I played by myself. I remember at the time I had school friends that had consoles before I did and they used to play it and stuff, but I always wanted just to play a football game on a console just because as I say I had like a deep love and passion for football so how much FIFA were you playing at the time in comparison to how much actual football you were playing at the time I played football more I would say just because in school at lunch break whenever there's even like the 15 minute break we played football 24 7 in school genuinely and then obviously after school went to the after school club and we played football there as well so I used to play football for maybe three hours a day three four hours a day and obviously I'd come home and my mom is in control of the console. Like It's very simple. Like I would play, obviously, but I would also have to do like homework. I'd have like a sleep routine, which is like very strict because obviously I was still a kid. I'm young. I have to go to school and stuff. And at the time, obviously, esports wasn't a thing. And it's not something I even aimed towards. It was just like something that I played casually, but I loved playing it. So let's say you're about eight years old. You're playing FIFA on your own and, and your pure motivation to play so much is simply because you love playing football? Or yeah. do you think there was another reason why you fell into it, in, into love so hard with this game? Genuinely, it came from my love of football. Like I used to play, like there's also Pro Evolution Soccer as well. I used to play a lot. Like both of these games, I used to alternate. I used to play the, genuinely all the time. And I say the love of it honestly just came from like my love of football. Like I would watch football a lot. Like even on like Saturday mornings, they used to have these shows of like the highlights. I don't even know any of the teams like back then in the championship. I would literally just watch it just because I enjoyed watching football and playing football. Did you have any friends ever come around? Because you're saying you're playing on your own. Yeah. When when did you first actually play against someone else that you knew? Um, so we played, of course, we played in like the after school club and stuff, but we didn't play it too often just because there's like there was like a lot of kids there and it was like six minute halves or whatever and it's like one v one. There's like two, so we tried to like play other games where everyone could sort of have a goal because if we played just FIFA and stuff, that would literally you play probably like five games before everyone has to go home. So it's like FIFA was a game I genuinely just played a lot like by myself, weirdly enough. When you did play against people, say at the after school club or maybe you had someone yeah. around to yours, did you always win? Oh yeah, I was dominant. 
always on FIFA. Like growing up, even like my school friends, thousands of games and they could not beat me. So yeah, I used to love it. How do your friends feel about that? Oh, they hated it. And I remember there was one time where one of my friends was like falling in love against me and he's like dying with laughter. Like, and I remember I was like distraught, genuinely. Like it was like a dagger through my heart. I came back though <laughs> and I actually won the game, which was the best part. But I don't know, it's weird. Like the first loss that I did get in that period, I remember it was to one of my friends and he beat me. And <laughs> I genuinely, like, I, I could have broke down in tears. Like, I was I was 16 when he beat me. So like between the ages of like 14 and 16, yeah, none of them could beat me. Do you think you took losses harder when you were 16 to how you take them now you're playing it professionally? Absolutely. I'd say so, yeah. Absolutely. Just because, like, you're younger, you're more naive. Like, because esports is a, it's a bit different now. The way, like, you can look at games, you sort of try and learn after every loss, if that makes sense. But back then, there was no learning. Like, I was just fuming. Like, I didn't want to lose. Like, I was so angry. What was it like when you went to university and you were playing FIFA there? Because I remember when I went to uni, yeah. there was this guy, he was amazing at Street Fighter 3, like Alpha Edition. It was insane. You got graded on how well you did in the fight and like he could get an A, which was like almost unheard of. And we just gather around yeah. and watch him play. And it was, it was a thing. <laughs> he was the guy who played Street Fighter. I was the girl yeah. who bought, bought all her consoles with her and like tried to get people to play with her in my own uh in my own halls what was it yeah. like for you did you gain a reputation um i say so yeah just because when i first got to uni it was the first time where i was like completely independent where it was like on me like i learned a lot in that sense but yeah at uni i used to play fifa a lot but also i used to go out a lot and just like socialize and like play football as well like obviously you have a lot of spare time in first year like tons of free time so i used to play fifa a lot and like everyone would knock on my door and then they would see that I was playing FIFA and stuff. So, yeah. When they knocked on your door, they'd see you were playing FIFA. Were they allowed to come and join or were they like, no, we're leaving for a couple of hours? No, because that was... So, at the start of the uni year, I wasn't like a professional FIFA player or an esports player. I literally just played casually. It was sort of towards the end. So, it would have been in around... The qualifying month would have been like in April. So, I got the email maybe in May or June. So, that's when it was like, oh, crap. Like, I need to just play more. But, like, before that, I used to just play, but it wasn't for really anything. It just sounds like, Ryan, that FIFA has never been a casual thing for you. That's also, like, you yeah, playing yeah. FIFA casually is not the same as me playing FIFA casually. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> Have you got a favourite memory from way back? Let's go back to FIFA 04, because this is the potential game you're playing yeah. in. Have you got a favourite memory of playing that game? I would say my favourite memory is playing with, it's like two footballers who are like, they're not really well well known in a sense, right? One of them is called Lee Trundle. I remember his name just because he used to have five-star skill moves on FIFA. Like, so he could do every skill, basically. Like, I got, I, I've never seen him play in real life. Never seen him play. But like on FIFA, I knew who he was. And he was like, I can't remember what team it was. It was like Swansea or something. So it wasn't even a team that I watched. I didn't know anything about him. Like, what I knew is that he could just do skills on FIFA. That was it. Have you got a favourite player from that time aside from... Would you say Lee was your favourite player or is there a different player? I'd probably say Thierry Henry, I would say. Like, I was still... I was probably way too young to, like, fully appreciate, like, how good Henry was. Like, I'm 22. Like, the glory days of when he was at Arsenal, I was still, like, way too young to, like, fully appreciate how good he was. But, like, I was still old enough to know, like, this guy's, like, a special player. Like, on the game, he could do everything... And obviously in real life as well, when I used to watch football, like, yeah, he was amazing. So I say he was like my favourite player in real life and on the game. Have you got to play against any current footballers? I played against a few, like um, being affiliated with City, we have like the opportunity to. So I played against like Sergio Aguero, 
played against Trent as well with Red Bull. That was a great opportunity as well. So there's so many top footballers. I say Trent is probably the best I played in all honesty. Like he wasn't, he actually wasn't bad. Aguero, when I played him, he he streams a lot now. So he's thought he's sort of what he used to during the pandemic when there was no football. Um, so he at the time he wasn't like amazing at FIFA, I'll be honest. But yeah, Trent was actually all right. Like Trent was actually pretty good. I once produced a show for when I worked at Twitch. Um, it was for Comic Relief, and we had Deli Ali come in, and he was playing as himself, yeah. and he rage quit. <laughs> <laughs> it's more of a that Fortnite, Fortnite player, you know. Yeah. <laughs> is it weird meeting professional footballers in real life that you might have played in game? Not really, no. Like I don't know. Like I'm very like a stand person. Not phase. No, not at all. But like, of course, there are like idols that you can see. It might be a little bit different if I play like on real, like someone like that. Nah, I don't know. It's a, it's a weird one. Like as I say, I'm not phased. I sort of like appreciate how good they are. Like in real life, of course, and like how good they are in the game. Obviously, you have like a respect because of that initially. Like from that, so I say it's mainly that. Have you got a favorite professional FIFA memory from your career? Like, what's been your biggest achievement? Would you say? I'd say the biggest achievement is obviously the very first one when I managed to win that event, just because in Munich. Yeah, in Munich. That was the one I remember when I qualified for. At the time, I played a YouTuber, then he messaged me. He was like, oh, you're so good, blah, blah, blah. You should create a Twitter account. And I created a Twitter account because I genuinely, I never used social media before that. I didn't have a Facebook account. I didn't have Twitter. I didn't have um, Instagram. No, I literally had nothing. So like, I created a Twitter account and then like he like pushed my page a bit and then I got like a lot of traction from it. I remember at the time on social media, like obviously I was I was unknown like there were so many players in my I had like a really really tough like group stage so I was like obviously the least favorite because nobody heard of me at all and they used to do all of these polls on Twitter who's gonna win Ryan or blah 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 and I would have like one percent or like two percent of the votes and I was like yeah whatever so I'll just play and yeah like I beat everyone basically there's only one person I lost to and yeah he was like to this day I still see him as like the best player I've ever played who's that um his name's Kurt like he's like a player. He doesn't compete anymore, but yeah, he was easily the best player I played. Are you the best player? Would you say in the UK? Um, I would say no. In honesty, currently no. I say the best person in the UK is Tex, but he's not having. I don't think he's the best in terms of like the leaderboard ranking right now. I'm not sure, but in terms of like what he's accomplished, like the past like year or two, I definitely say he's number one. He's the fanatic player. Yeah. 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 And then is your teammate Shells? Yeah, Shells is my teammate. Yeah. Do yeah. you compete against each other? I guess in FIFA, do you have scrims or practice matches? Yeah, yeah. So we practice, well, we practice together, but because we compete on different consoles, so he plays on PlayStation, I play on Xbox, and like the, the structure of it is different. So obviously, you can't play somebody, it's not cross console, which is a shame. But so, like, if I do practice against him, I have a PlayStation team, but it's nowhere near the standard that is like competitive level. So, like, it's very. Like, it's hard to practice in that sense. But yeah, we talk basically every day. So it's like, it's good just to have a team that you get along with. And now you're a role model and an advocate yourself because you're a Red Bull athlete. Obviously, you're doing incredibly well as a FIFA pro, but you also talk a lot about fitness and health and how that's important for helping your own gaming career. Has fitness always been a serious business for you? Yeah, it's something that I've always like pride been prided myself in. I initially focused on fitness prior to like competing, so I'd, I'd exercise a lot, especially when I was when I went to like the boarding school when I was like sixteen. That was the time where I started to invest a lot of time into like just getting fit and just like building muscle. Because I remember when I used to play football and stuff, I used to play on the wing and I was very quick. Like I was really quick growing up. However, I was so scrawny. So I would get wiped out like all the time. And I, I was honestly fed up 
of it. So I just thought I want to bulk up a bit and like make sure that it's harder to like knock me off the ball. And that was like the main initiative why I got into the gym straight away. Going back to the game, what's the one trick or maybe a secret tip not many people know about that you could tell our listeners to help them improve their FIFA game instantly? Um, I'd say it's not like a tip or anything, but I'd say I know like a lot of my friends, they don't use, there's like a mini map, like a radar on FIFA at the bottom, like in the middle. And some people turn it off or they don't pay any attention to it. Whereas for me, I genuinely look at the mini map almost as much as I look at the actual pitch. Like I look at the mini map so much because it's, I think it's very useful just to see like which players are open if you don't have like the camera angle to see like a full vision of the whole pitch. So I'd say that. And also one more thing I'd say is not to sprint all the time. Like people just hold down sprint everywhere. Like I barely hold sprint. Mm, Is that a control thing? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. On the ball, yeah. Obviously, they're gonna dribble better when your player is like stable and he's not like off balance or dribble, or, like running at like a fast pace because it's almost impossible on FIFA nowadays anyway to like be able to dribble smoothly while sprinting at full pace. Like, yeah. So it's best just to let go of sprint. Brian, why should this game be saved for the Save Your Game podcast? I'd say it's for now definitely the most popular football game. It's for me anyway. It's something that has caused me to in the situation I am today so like I'm grateful for that of course and yeah it's something that people can play it's very accessible and yeah it's an enjoying game to play we'll find out at the end of the podcast if it is your ultimate game that you would love to save now it's time for your final game entry which is another racing game this is Need for Speed Underground 2 yeah I remember that game just from like the starting screen I remember there's like a green car I used to love that game. I used to play that a lot, I'll be honest. That was one of the games where, for the game that I played at home, that was definitely like up there, no doubt. Well, it was released across multiple platforms and it eventually sold over 11 million units around the world with 600,000 of those in the UK alone. So Need for Speed set a bar for racing sims with a twist. Gameplay revolves around rising from the bottom to the top of underground racing scenes across an expansive city, gaining enough money and respect to buy new cars and race up the racing ladder it's definitely as i mentioned very different from from sonic races or a lot of i guess well if you think about games like crash team racing or super mario bros or other games i kind of put in the sonic races sort of camp so how did you get into this game how old were you at the time it was sort of maybe i guess a a couple years after i got my console because i used to play fifa and pro evolution like religiously but i'd say i sort of wanted another game that I could play that I thought I'd have fun with. I've never been like a avid race car like type of guy. I'm not I'm not like a gearhead. Like I don't have like a huge interest in like cars and stuff like that. In all honesty, like my interest from like racing is more now than it was back then. Like obviously like with Red Bull, there's like Max Verstappen and stuff, like Formula One. So I'd say that's where I sort of have like more of an interest now than to back then. But back then I sort of played it just because it was something different. Like Obviously, no matter how much you love a game, if you play it 24-7, it does get stale. So it's like, I needed another game to play other than like FIFA. Customization is also a really big part of a game like this. Do you yeah. have a favourite car, even though you're not a petrol head? Yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing there must have been a car you loved in game. I don't remember in the game, but I remember there was like a car, it was like a turquoise colour. And I have like, my godfather has like a car in real life that was, he had he had one when I was younger. That was a turquoise car. So I say like I would always like try and get something like that. But in terms of actual branding of cars, I think I honestly don't remember. So what was your favorite thing about this game? So it was you picked it up to avoid burnout from FIFA. Yeah. So you're taking FIFA very seriously at the time. As you say, this is this is quite a big departure from FIFA. Yeah. So 
yeah what was going through your mind when you decided to go for this game and give it a go I as I said it was more of a thing where of course you could have like races like in the game of course but I honestly played it just to like roam around the street so I enjoyed it in that sense just for that so tell me about the storyline of Need for Speeds too because unlike standalone arcade races there is actually something going on you are yeah. trying to to complete a mission in a sense yeah can what can you remember from that what can you tell us about it i remember there were so many different missions in that there were tons but it's like the my main enjoyment came from obviously like i love like completing tasks and stuff and like gaining the rep and the things that improve the car but it was more so just like driving around i love like drifting the cars as well it's like it's more so like a childish thing which is why i enjoyed it because it was something different that i've never like done before this is gonna sound like a very odd question but bear with me <laughs> do you feel like playing something like need for speed underground 2 kind of uses your brain differently to fifa 100 100 percent. like every game i say a lot of the games use your brain differently like if i can relate it to like recent games like if obviously i play fifa when there was like other games like fortnite uses your brain differently like four guys as well there was a game like in the summer hugely popular even like among us every game uses like different like cognitive aspects of like your brain that like, you have to do different things and like your brain functions in a different way but obviously i love playing fifa but i try to play other games as much as i can as well just to get like different aspects of like enjoying myself as well what else are you playing at the moment you've mentioned four guys that the game is still going strong it's got a yeah. big scene obviously it's not the same explosion as yeah. the time when it was released when it seemed like everyone was playing yeah. it um currently i don't play i haven't played four guys in a little while but I play a game called Football Manager. It's still based around football, of course, but I play that <laughs> with like other FIFA esports players. Weird enough, we're all in a Texas in it as well. There's like five of us where we play like an online save. And it's like, I've never really been interested in that, but it's so fun. Like, weirdly enough, like you'd think managing a team is so basic, but it's honestly, it's actually really fun. I play Monopoly as well, but it's not, that's a game. Yeah, honestly, very strange. <laughs> yeah, Monopoly online, I play it with my school friends and it's amazing. That's like, when I mean the competitive nature of that game, I promise you it's higher than fever. Like, Do you make bank in Monopoly? Do you buy all your friends' houses from under them? Like that is more fierce than fever. I promise you that's like, that causes heated argument. Like we play it, we, we argue all the time. Like that's a very serious thing. That's incredible. Yeah. Are you playing that because of the pandemic, would you say? Yeah, yeah, definitely. 100% because of the pandemic. Like I've never, really enough, I never played in Monopoly a lot when I was younger. So it's like, as I said, it's, it's so fierce. Like I promise you that game, the arguments is, yeah, crazy. So now you're having to play games with your friends where you're not the best, which must be quite nice for them. They're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm better than them at that, but they're better than me at Rocket League. I'll give them that. Like Rocket League, I am gutter, terrible. I'm at the bottom bottom tier. I can't get off the ground. I genuinely can Monopoly. Can't. Monopoly, I'm the best. I don't care what, they, they might debate that. No, I'm the best at that. But it's not like a skill gap in those type of games. It's luck. It's genuinely luck. So like you could roll the dice and land on something and just get lucky. Is that a bit of a relief for you that there is a luck element as opposed to... Mr. No, I hate one? that. I hate that. <laughs> but it's like, obviously you love it when you get lucky. When I, If I get lucky, then I say it's skill. If they get lucky, then it's luck. Which piece do you play as in Monopoly? Are you the top hat? No, I play as a cat. And they hate that as well because it's like nine lives. And I feel like I get lucky with a cat. So like they, I remember we played last time and they're like, yeah, you're not allowed to use the cat. You have to use something else. Cause they think it has like, they're with, they're like in there, they're like psyching themselves up thinking the cat does. It doesn't do anything. It's luck. It's genuinely just so luck. It's completely luck based, but 
yeah, I enjoy it. But if you ever set up your own esports team, it's probably going to have a cat in the title somewhere. Oh, yeah, it's got to be. Yeah, I need the luck because of the nine lives. Like, yeah, I need it. I like that. The nine lives. Yeah. Bringing it back to Need for Speed. Do you have any ideas to why racing games are making such a comeback at the moment? I'd say, of course, they have like a huge fan base of like the actual like Formula One. Like the fan base is crazy. Like I remember with Red Bull, I got to go to Silverstone and the fans there, it was like the qualification thing. So it wasn't like a main like race was a qualification yeah the support there is diehards and i guess that transitions into the actual game itself because the actual races are using like the sim ring and stuff to practice so of course like there are still like many ways that people it's sort of a thing where they can get involved in it as well if that makes sense i feel like that's where like the player base of like esports grows massively where casual players or like viewers can relate by or like have the opportunity to play it as well, if that makes sense. I feel like that's where like a lot of like the fans and viewership, like it helps a lot with that. Well, for anyone listening who's interested in Need for Speed Underground 2, the game had online multiplayer capability on PS2, PC and Xbox. However, by 2010, EA Games had shut down their servers, rendering the feature inoperable. However, the PC version has a multiplayer LAN mode and multiplayer races over the internet can still be run using the game's LAN mode. For more information about how to get involved and start playing, go to redvault.com. So, Need for Speed Underground 2... Why would it be good enough to be the game that saved on the podcast? I'd say from like the popularity it had, like in the grand scheme, it sold, as you meant, I can't remember how many millions. Like that's like a lot of games like back then as well. Like the popularity was massive. And for me anyway, just like it's a leisure game that I enjoy playing. And it was more so just like a relaxation thing where I was able just to enjoy myself, like just playing it. Well, we have your games now, Ryan. All yeah. titles that clearly mean a lot to you. So this is going to be a tough call now. However, before we make you put one above all others, any honourable mentions? Maybe Monopoly? Yeah. <laughs> I think honourable mention has to be RuneScape, I'd say. Just because that was a game I loved playing. Like, I loved that game. If there was, like, I wish there was like an actual tally of hours, which I could see how many hours I played that compared to FIFA. And it, it would be so close. Like, it's, honestly, that's how much I played RuneScape. I used to love that game. Well, Ryan, the time has come. You now have to choose one title to be enshrined into immortality. The one game above all others you could not live without. Ryan, are you ready? Yep, I'm ready. Ryan Pessoa, your official game to be saved for the Red Bull Saviour Game podcast is... FIFA 04. It's made me who I am today and it's brought me into this position. Like, without it, I wouldn't be here. So it has to be FIFA. But close second, I'd say, Sonic Riders, I'd say, definitely. Amazing. I think that Sega are going to be delighted that (laughs) Sonic Riders has been given a new lease of life. Thanks to you, Ryan. You were keeping the dream for that game alive. Maybe one day it will be remastered. But of course, we wouldn't get to have this conversation, no doubt, without FIFA. Yeah, exactly. So I believe it's a worthy winner, right? Yeah. No doubt. Like, as I said, it's, it's made me who I am today. It's put me in this position. So, like, I'll always be grateful for that. Well, there you have it. Our next game has been chosen for Save Your Game. If you agree or disagree with Ryan's choice, make sure you vote for which game you think Ryan should have saved for the Red Bull Save Your Game pod via the poll on Red Bull's Twitter, at Red Bull Gaming. That's it for this week. If you've enjoyed the show, please make sure you subscribe and rate the podcast. Feel free to leave a review telling us which game you'd induct into the Red Bull Save Your Game pod and why. You can also get in touch with us via our socials at Red Bull Gaming with your thoughts. See you next time. <laughs>